You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Today we are canceling the apocalypse! Why'd you open a breach? I didn't. Somebody's coming through. Get back. Wells. Alan. I need your help. With what? With that. Hey, guys. Jesse, you're a speedster. Yeah, pretty cool, right? We're looking for a meta with super strength. My daughter, Jesse, quick. Guys, this thing's coming down. Run, Jesse. Run. It's another episode of the legendary Flashing Air of Tomorrow, where each week Glenn and I sit down to discuss the DC triple shot on the CW. Hello, Glenn. Hey, what's up? Uh, I, uh, <laughs> you know what? This was, uh, it took me a while to finally watch all three of these episodes, but I was kind of pleasantly surprised. I, it's going to be weird what I think might be my favorite episode this week. Yeah? Okay. Well, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, so let's not... I don't want to bring up anything else, but uh, that could be a potential spoiler. So I don't know. We'll we'll find out as we as we go along here. Let's, let's hop right into the shows this week then, shall we? Uh, season 3, episode 3 of The Flash is where we're kicking it off. <clears throat> it is called Magenta. So Harrison Wells and Jesse... Jesse Quick who is now living up to her name in more ways than one, has returned to Earth-1, where she reveals that she, in fact, has super speed from the Dark Matter Blast that restored Barry's powers uh, somewhere in Season 2 at some point, I don't remember when, near the end of that season. Uh, Wells hopes that he can have everyone dissuade her from using her powers, because he is still coddling her, uh, as he is wont to do. Uh, although I don't necessarily blame him. Uh, he did spend most of the the better chunk of last season trying to make sure Zoom didn't kill her. And now she has powers of her own and wants to go out there and stop people like Zoom, and now he's freaked out about it. Uh, elsewhere, foster child Frankie Kane develops metahuman magnetic powers that manifest as an alternate personality from Flashpoint Magenta. Although we never saw Magenta in Flashpoint, I presume we're going to see a lot of people who presumably existed with powers in the Flashpoint universe that we never saw. And that's just, that's going to be how they do their villain of the week uh, for the show this season. Or at least, yeah, I'm fine with that. Or Yeah, that's cool too, at least until they wrap this arc up. I don't know if it's going to be season long or not. Uh, she attacks her abusive foster father. Barry learns that Magenta got her powers from alchemy. She goes to Central City Hospital to kill her foster father by dropping an oil tanker on the building. Because that's how, if you're going to do it, do it in style. Uh, Barry creates a vortex to hold the tanker in place, not being able to confront Magenta simultaneously. Wells, finally trusting Jesse, sends her to help. She takes over the vortex while Barry tells Frankie, talks Frankie into gaining control over Magenta. Wells tells Jesse 
that he will support her decision and presents her with her very own costume, calling her Jessie Quick. Joe later shows Barry and Julian a video of Edward Claris being killed in his cell by an unseen force. And meanwhile, Barry and Iris try to put aside their vigilantism while they are on a date, but finally decide to accept it as a part of their lives. As you kind of have to do in that line of work. Uh, what did you think of this magenta episode, Glenn? Uh, I guess I'll kind of work my way back. But I was really worried when they were like, oh, we can't. Oh, well, you know, this date didn't go well. I guess maybe we weren't supposed to be together. It's like, oh, my God, please don't Again, do this. Yeah, that's, so that's, stupid. Are they going to Oliver and Felicity this where they will they won't they for two years? <laughs> yeah, and then they it was didn't. like, and then they, they kind of handled it. And I was like, oh, thank God. That, that would have been so stupid. Yes. <laughs> I, was, I was really worried there for a bit. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, the villain was kind of, I don't know, it was meh. She was okay. Yeah. I thought it was, the tanker thing was pretty cool, and she, that was that was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. That was and cool. I was wondering, like, oh, it's kind of like a ticking time bomb, too, because, you know, how many times can they do figure eights until that roof collapses as well? Mm-hmm. Because they did show it starting to give. Um, but, uh... Yeah, I mean, it was it was a fine episode. It was solid. Yeah, uh, I'm glad to see Tom, Tom Cavanaugh back. Oh yes, um, yes, he was he was a welcome return. And I liked you know the stuff they were doing with Wally mm-hmm. and what have you. Like it. Oh yeah, yeah, felt yeah. They're, natural. They're definitely doing the. There was a part in the episode where Wally almost kills himself yeah, because no he shit. is talking with Jesse, and she's like, "Are you here to talk me out of this tune?" He's like, "No, no, no." Uh, you know, he's like, "You know, how did the." You know, it's like I got hit by the, the the matter blast too. It's like how how did you the powers awaken? And she tells him the story about how she was uh, about to be hit by a car or something like that or something along those lines. And the power just awoken her. And mm-hmm. uh, Wally's like, oh, it was okay. like time froze, and then I realized it did. <laughs> yes. And then Wally's like, oh, okay, cool. And then just literally steps out in front of traffic, hoping that his powers will engage and jesse has to save his ass and there's this and then he's mad because he's like she's like oh you could have died he's like yeah but we don't know it could have it could have kicked in joe joe makes this he has this talk with joe and he gives him this uh really logical speech about how when the particle accelerator blew up like it affected all of these the wave washed over all of these people but most of the people didn't turn into metahumans only certain few did and just because Wally was hit by it doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to obtain his powers. Now, obviously, the arc you of... can use your brain to do good. Yes. Uh, now, obviously, the arc of this season uh, is suggesting that, of course, he's going to get his power at some point. Probably in the same way that all of these other people are getting it. It's being restored from the Flashpoint universe where he was Kid Flash. I'm really interested to see if they're going to have him fight Barry, though. Yes, because Have it that feels... that be like the mid-season cliffhanger kind of deal? Yes, you know what, and that makes sense because it feels like uh, he's becoming desperate to want these powers. Yeah. And if he finds a way... And and they already mentioned Magenta, she was talking about how these powers started to manifest, and she was talking about the dream, and Wally talked about how he was dreaming about having powers, and that, you know, over time it sort of became more vivid and she was having them during the day and whether she wanted to have them or not. And then it sort of took over. Uh, and 
I could see Wally getting so desperate to have these abilities that he goes and seeks out uh, the, you know, alchemy or something like that. And yeah, you know, and then too, like, I'm sure they won't do it, but like in in the Young Justice TV show, which was excellent, you know, the spoilers, but the finale has Kid Flash dies, and it's because he's not as fast as Barry and can't remember what the other one is. And I'm really curious as to see if they're going to kind of do like what happened to the the time, the mirage of Barry, the one that died last season mm-hmm. when he created two selves or whatever. Yeah. I uh, wonder if like it's going to be something like that where he is going to be the, the sacrificial lamb this year. And, uh, you know, I hate to point this out, but uh, we held on to the illusion uh, as long as it was humanly possible. But they went way out of their way to point out to you that, in fact, Julian Malfoy is alchemy. Oh, I know. Just went I way, they just went way at, like, he had he had the bad guy stares and the, the pauses and the all of the all of the shots you do when you want to shoot somebody who you want to convey as being a bad guy. Uh, maybe they're doing it on purpose to... Hopefully to, it's a bunch of red herrings. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe they're doing a boatload of red herrings or they're just, you know they're just telling you in advance so you figure it out before everybody else figures it out and yeah i really hate that it's gonna be him also i'm pretty sure the guy that they have voice it is i think i said this last week is jigsaw from mm-hmm. the saw movies yes yeah uh so what would you give this episode this here filler episode of the flash is the... uh give it like a three yeah that's what i gave it to a middle a middle of the road solidly done but otherwise forgettable episode more or less it was fine hey we got people back hopefully they stay yeah they yep. they did some minor things of minor importance yeah they did it well well done okay uh so let's talk about season five episode three of the arrow called a matter of trust a stardust dealer was killed last night by a vigilante Reports of my death have been greatly exaggerated. What happened? Physiology changed. Enhanced strength, and I don't think he can feel pain. If Samson is building an army, then I'm gonna need mine. Zuda! Oh, is that just your thing? Investigating a new drug, Stardust. <laughs> it was amazing. It uh, was great. But still believes his team is not ready for the streets. Defying orders, Renee and Evelyn raid one of the dealers, Derek Sampson. But it all goes wrong, and Sampson ends up with superhuman strength and the inability to feel pain. Oliver learns what happened from the new district attorney, Adrian Chase who convinces Oliver that he still cannot trust his recruits. Felicity reminds Oliver that he needs to trust the unique talents of each of his team members. Green Arrow and his new team, including 
uh, a repentant Renee track down and stop Samson. Wild dog. Wild dog. Uh, from building more superhumans. Diggle is incarcerated and hallucinates Floyd Lawton as his cellmate, who plays on Diggle's guilt for killing his own brother. Afterward, uh, actually, all that scene really did was make me wish Floyd Lawton was still around. Uh, afterwards, Diggle decides not to fight the charges against him. Oliver publicit- publicity, Oliver publicly endorses Thea's decision to a point. Uh, it Quentin, was a publicity stunt. It was, it was a publicity stunt. You're correct. Uh, to a point, Quentin as deputy mayor after a <laughs> after bad publicity almost causes her to resign. Felicity admits to Rory, a.k.a. Ragman, uh, that she was the one responsible for Haven Rock. Lila asks Oliver to help her break Diggle out of prison, and in flashbacks, they focus on Anatoly teaching Oliver the need to trust his brothers in the Bratva. Your thoughts on A Matter of Trust? They weren't necessary, but I thought the flashbacks were kind of cool. You're right. It, uh, it's been about two and a half years, but it uh, they actually were decent. The guy playing Anatoly is pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty cool. I like him. And, uh, yeah, they I like that scene where they go and show the, the grieving mother that they had, the guy they had killed was the guy that uh, had killed her son. And she, she had thanked them, and he was telling Oliver that things are not as they not always as they appear to be with the Bratva. And in order to defeat that guy whose name I can't remember, Dozer, mm-hmm. Razar, I don't Something remember, like uh, he'll need an army and the Bratva will be his army. But uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, enough about the flashbacks because you, as you stated, they weren't that important. So uh, continue with your thoughts. Yeah, I just thought the knife scene was, was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also, I mean... <laughs> Again, short. I mean, it is important, but man, I'm not gonna lie. Those Diggle, the Diggle scenes, they uh, was, was not the direction I was expecting when we got to the end of it. No. Um, it still is kind of odd that like this lady of the the leader of Argus, you know, his husband is being sought after for treason, and they're not looking at her at all yeah <laughs> i mean i understand it's a tv show it's just really odd to me uh that she's not also, not also indicted and also it's great we get john diggle jr that's right no more sarah diggle jr which is a shame but yeah it was really <laughs> the flashbacks like previously and i'm like hey they're missing out on some stuff and they show floyd Lott. i'm like yeah he's dead what of it and i'm like oh man they really go back and bring him back to life and they're like he was cool but that's just dumb he needs to just stay dead as cool as he was but uh hallucination glad that, yeah glad he was dead uh <laughs> and then uh I, yeah i don't know like i liked oliver queen in this episode I thought Stephen Mello was pretty neat. I mean, besides that ham-fisted joke in there about guys with hockey masks are cool. Uh, <laughs> I must have I must have glazed right yeah, over. Yeah, she's that. like, "What kind of hero wears a hockey mask?" He goes, "I think it's kind of cool." And they just like 
Bum, 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 bum. Like did, it's just at least he didn't look over his shoulder when oh he might as well have looked at the fucking camera <laughs> it, it should have just been that scene from where the millers were yes <laughs> they have jennifer aniston dancing and then it's just jason sake it's like yeah you know this is what you want <laughs> you know the only thing that would have made it to me if you're gonna do that tiny nod to me it's a good thing i didn't make this episode because i would have gone i would have gone to an extreme on it like you know, I I would have a, a complete fourth wall breaking where he's like, you know, I think hockey masks are kind of, and then does a dramatic pause, looks over his shoulder at the camera, and then says radical, and then give a thumbs up, like some sort of t- turtle's phraseology. Yeah, or even like uh, I was really expecting fourth wall breaking with their use of uh, Stardust. Yes, that was interesting. I really was hoping they'd be like, uh, like they would have done like a wrestling kind of thing so this was yeah this this episode was round two of the (laughs) battle between Stephen amell and cody rhodes the first taking place in cody's world of professional wrestling uh i believe last year or the year before are Uh, they like really good friends in real life or something or i believe so yeah like cody is a a comic a comics nerd and uh, Stephen Amell has confessed about his love of professional wrestling and I think they I don't know how they ended up meeting but they I guess bonded and became friends and that's how Stephen Amell got his it's like HBO's Bill Simmons is like really good friends with The Miz yes that's like a weird friendship to me too but uh, <laughs> apparently he's like the coolest guy of all the people to be friends with that's so strange but uh, yeah so this was this was round two uh, I believe this was the second professional wrestler to appear on one of these DCCW shows. Yeah, because didn't Edge show up in the Flash? First, the first was Edge and Flash. And I will say by far, Cody Rhodes has so far been easily the best of the <laughs> professional wrestlers to appear. Uh, Edge may have been a better pro wrestler. Well, just wait, because The Rock's going to show up in you know, in Shazam. So oh, I was going to say, like, is The Rock going to show up in like Legends of Tomorrow? That'd be amazing. That would be so cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Edge, they just Ed- go to the ballers world. Edge <laughs> Edge was a better professional wrestler, but uh, Cody is uh, was actually, I thought, pretty good. I in liked this him in this. Yeah, he was decent. There was a I thought he had some good timing. Yeah, there was a. I mean, he had some. So obviously, the the drug is called Stardust, which was his character in WWE when he still worked there, and when Stephen Amell. Uh, oh, is he not working at WWE anymore? No, he he left sometime earlier this year, and he's doing independent stuff. Uh, and he's back wrestling as Cody Rhodes. Uh, but yeah, so Stardust was the name of the character he was playing in WWE at that time. So that was obviously a, a nod to that, but. Uh, they they had some cool him and uh, so Derek Sampson and Oliver Queen had or Green Arrow had some cool fight scenes. The mm-hmm. I think the one in the hospital was pretty cool with all the fire suppressant stuff like firing everywhere and sparks and they had a, a really cool fight scene. Uh, they to me though the best moment uh, for for Cody in this episode was when he goes to. Uh, goes back to his gang of drug dealers and he gives them the uh, the speech and he references, uh, what was it? Lethal Weapon? Yeah. And Gary Busey? The greatest actor in the best movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which is funny because I watched it last week. So 
that was a that was a great scene uh and i gotta say even though it's take it's it's taken way too many episodes i'm glad felicity finally has to confront the fact that she nuked a bunch of people including this poor kid and his family he's the only survivor <laughs> of this of this wreck and he's uh, I almost yeah, called I mean, it a holocaust. He was escaping with his family. I almost called it a holocaust. It took him three days to Jewish. find him in the rubble. <laughs> that's that's all. But I mean, uh, it was incredible that it took this long. But she finally had to say something. And the best part is, she she's admitting this to him, and she's breaking down. She's very sad and uh, can barely keep herself together. And I was worried that they were going to CW the shit out of this. And he was just going to be like, oh, that's okay. And forgive her or some shit. But he didn't. He didn't say anything. He just, he just turned and walked away. It would be great. Was, At the end of the episode, she's in her apartment. And he's just like, you just see the, the fucking rags go down on her. <laughs> he just <laughs> takes her out. Yeah. Just, um, this is why he didn't trust his team. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we knew it was going to come. Come on, we know what the best part of this episode is. I know we're burying it. Go ahead, Glenn. Dude, he became Mr. Terrific. It was awesome. Yeah, he did. They did the the mask makeup, the the fact that they actually brought his fro down, tied up into a bun. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. The jacket with the fair play. It was so, it was Perfect. The only thing missing was the fact he didn't have the biker gloves, but that'll happen later. I can live with it. uh, But my God, oh, was was it beautiful. Was his origin in Mr. Terrific in the comic books that he took that name from a pro wrestler because that was I have no idea. That was the story here. I'm wondering if that was just a tie-in because Cody was on the show this week. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it could have been. I I don't think. I I have no idea. I just He sounded like the biggest dork because he's like, I picked this out because of my favorite pro wrestler of all time. And I was waiting for them to be like, you know, those guys aren't real fighters, right? Like you're modeling <laughs> yourself after a guy who fake fights, but they didn't, they didn't go that route. Um, but yeah, that was, that was, that was actually pretty cool as well. Uh, although he's kind of like the useless member of the team. He's like the tech guy that dresses up. Oh, I mean, out. that's what Mr. Terrific is. He's the tech guy. Yeah. yeah. He sits at the computer and monitors everything. <laughs> Uh, well, he went out on the field in this episode, but, uh, yeah, the, uh... He can solve Rubik's Cubes just by touch. I feel like, uh, I feel like they've added Wild Dog into the show this year to make me hate Felicity less by focusing more of my hatred (laughs) on this character. Uh, this guy... He's uh, terrible. I fucking hate this man. Uh, I don't even know, I'm not even, I can't even, I'm not even looking at critiquing his performance... I just hate this character, and I don't know why Oliver hasn't shot him already. He's clearly, uh, he's he's clearly this uh, this wild card on the team, I guess pun intended, and he's uh, just like this loose cannon. And I have no idea why Oliver has this man on the team, but I guess he'll have some sort of redemption arc where he becomes like a good superhero at some point, but. For right now, he's he's ridiculous and terrible, and I'm not sure why I'll ever put this man on the team, but uh, I now long for the old team. I, I'm not a fan of this of, of this new team, really. I, I, I like Mr. Terrific. Uh, I'm not really sold on Rag Guy. I hate the voice when he's in the costume. Ugh, it's, it's awful sounding. I don't care for that either. Uh, I miss the old team. Just bring back Diggle and 
canary and <sighs> yeah the girl has like no lines no uh whatever she is new black canary is she even black canary new black <laughs> orange is the new black canary oh my god <laughs> uh, if only she had like a really bad spray tan oh yeah yeah she got like that she can just go to whoever trump does uh for his shit uh we could totally make that work but fuck glenn i don't know i like this episode i really did but i i'm not feeling this new team no uh, no this, this new team's terrible yeah the, i mean the best the best thing that ragman has done has been the survivor of this nuclear explosion at haven rock so this way felicity is forced to actually deal with the terrible, terrible, terrible thing she did. Um, and that's been his his best purpose so far. Mr. Terrific is actually nice. I like that character. He's good. Um, so he's a, he's a good addition to the team, although maybe a little superfluous because obviously uh, Felicity is Overwatch and she is like the tech person on the team so now they oh, kind of have maybe two. they should have killed her off last year <laughs> maybe they they tried it just didn't happen uh so now they have two tech people on the team and uh i kind of don't care for anybody else i i man i i wish they'd bring back uh roy yeah i liked roy i'll take roy uh shit put a uh Get Mia back on drugs <laughs> yeah uh, the good old days of seasons one and two. Uh, <laughs> anyway, what did uh, what did you uh, what would you give this episode? Uh, like a three and a half, maybe a four, but you know, three and a half, solid. Yeah, I gave this a solid three and a half as well. This was uh, one of the better episodes I've seen of this show in, like, a surprisingly long time. Yeah, so I mean, this is it's been treading water. Right. It's actually like. Looks like the tide's coming back in. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on. Let's talk about, uh, what are we on here? Season two? Episode two of Legends of Tomorrow called The Justice Society of America. America! We're the Justice Society of America. The single greatest secret force this country's ever known. Tell me what the heck is going on here. We're superheroes like you guys. You think you're just like us? And what do they have that we don't? I think we have a new problem. Time travel. It's hard to explain. We start off right where we left off uh, with the JSA confronting the legends and Nate approaches Commander Steele, who is apparently his grandfather and uh, gets punched out for his trouble. Jackson attempts to flirt with Stargirl and Stein attempts <laughs> to explain the mission, but everyone fails and the JSA arrests them. There is a fight, but the legends are quickly defeated by the JSA's more organized and coordinated efforts. Uh, the legends are locked in a cell at JSA headquarters, uh, and Nate, obviously being historian, knows a lot about them, and uh, they are. Uh, well, you know, it's easy when he's got an emotional connection with his grandpappy. Yes, uh, they're joined by Rex Tyler shows up, but he does not recognize them, 
So clearly, this is a Rex Tyler from a future point in time that went back or went forwards into the future. I don't know how it works. He's from the past, but he used a future time machine to go into his future, but the time machine's past to warn the legends. It's confusing. Uh, but this is not the same Rex Tyler they met. Uh, this Rex Tyler had not yet met them and doesn't know who they are. Uh, and he thinks that they belong in either a prison or a mental hospital. Uh, so Commander Steele accuses Nate of being a spy for the Nazis. Nate responds by rattling off the serial number on Steele's dog tags, which he wears himself because they were handed down as a family heirloom. Uh, so elsewhere in 1942 Paris, the reverse flash meets up with the Nazi Baron Krieger. The reverse flash has a serum that can give regular humans superpowers and wants to trade it for an Ascaran amulet, a powerful artifact in Hitler's collection. He hands over a small sample of the serum as a sign of good faith. Uh, the JSAs take the legends into a conference room where Rex assumes that Stein is the leader, which leads to a kind of subplot throughout the, the whole episode about who is the real leader. Now that uh, the original Cap'n, who's... I can't believe I'm blinking on his name right now. I can Rip only th- Hunter? Rip Hunter. I could only think of his name from Doctor Who. And I'm like, that's a time travel show that he was in, but that's not the same character. Is he a time traveler in that show? No, he was a, I mean, he kind of, in so much as that he became a companion of the Doctor, along with his fiancée, who was played by Karen Gillan, uh, and they time-traveled with the Doctor to various points in time and engaged in various adventures and mischief, but he himself was not specifically a time-traveler with a time machine, but he did travel through time. Uh uh, let me see here. Uh, the JSA is surprised when they realize that this team, these, this team of legends, uh, <laughs> is made up of varying people from various backgrounds, but also has a thief in McRory and an assassin uh, in Sarah Lance among their ranks. And uh, they mention that at some point Rex does go back in time and warns them about ever coming to 1942. Uh and then uh, he vanished in front of them. We actually saw the rest of that scene, Glenn, that they teased us with mm-hmm. at the end of season one. <sighs> so he doesn't, Rex doesn't believe them, but they are interrupted by a phone call from President Roosevelt. Nate takes advantage of the law and the interrogation to talk to Commander Steele, but his grandfather's not interested in forging a bond with the son of a child that he has not yet even fathered. What a dick. Uh, Rex, I mean, maybe he doesn't believe him, so maybe he's not really being a dick, but I don't know. It sound, it, it felt dickish to me. Uh, Rex explains the president's call was about Krieger, who is in Paris. Ray offers the legends help, but they are turned down. The JSA plans to go to Paris, with Vixen going ahead to scout, and the legends are sent away. On the Wave Rider, uh, they're talking about, uh, who's gonna be the new leader... Stein is arguing that it should be him, and Sarah agrees before anyone can fight about it, and Stein is named the new captain of the Wave Rider. Captain Gray. <laughs> um, there's some more stuff with Nate looking at pictures, and uh, then all of a sudden he realizes the dog tags have vanished, much like, Mar- much like Marty's family in Back to the Future. And he's covered in bruises. And, correct. Uh, and we learn about his uh, his status as a hemophiliac, right? 
If mm-hmm. he bleeds, he bleeds and bleeds and bleeds and bleeds and bleeds. If he bleeds, we can kill him. <laughs> Easily, apparently, with this man. A paper yeah, cut yeah. could do him in. Um, <laughs> Good thing uh, he didn't fight Dutch. <laughs> uh, so Nate shows everybody what Krieger looks like, and Stein comes up with a plan to infiltrate the cabaret where he is going to be. Stein apparently looks similar to... Uh, German singer at the time, Max Lorenz, Hitler's favorite singer, so that will be his disguise. Uh, <laughs> which leads to a scene where we get to see Martin Stein sing. I believe he sings Edelweiss. Uh, and it, it brings a, a hardened Nazi soldier to tears. Well, near tears. Uh, what else happens? Uh, I don't have the traditional one paragraph. Calls here. Jefferson a Negro. He gets mad. Ray Palmer's like, hey, it's not worth it, bro. I was going to say, that. does that happen? I don't remember that, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, he says, like, oh, and get your... Oh, he says, I don't want none of that Negro music. And he's like, oh, what? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe they did it. And then, uh, and so that's why later on, when whenever he's like, you need a highlight, and he's like, oh, Ray's like, oh, dude, uh, so a rotator cuff or something. He's like, my shoulder, it's been killing me. I can't. I just can't quite get my arm up. And he's <laughs> trying to do it, and he's like, ah, it's not worth it. And then they just get into a brawl. And that's why Jefferson's like, oh, you get to punch him in the face, but I, I couldn't. You know? uh, so, yeah, everything, uh, as per usual with the Legends, everything falls apart, turns into a fight, and the JSA shows up to save the day. Uh, the JSA are brought under the Wave Rider, and the situation is explained, including the fact And they that blow Vixen's cover. That's the other thing. Yes. Ray Palmer and Vixen kind of have some moments. She'll never be able to, to go undercover in Paris again. Uh, yeah. The JSA are brought under the Wave Rider, where the situation is explained, including the fact that Nate's life is now also in the balance. If Commander Steele is killed more than a decade before his son was born, Nate will never exist. The JSA and the Legends vote to all work together. Uh, and they also research this Ascaran amulet, and Stein proposes a cautious plan while Rex and Sarah vote for action. Oh yeah, I should note, uh, wasn't uh, Vixen and Adam captured? They were captured by the Nazis. I believe that's what happened. Yes, yes. Well, in this dogfight where Krieger gets the super serum. Mm-hmm. Spit on the nose, isn't it? <laughs> uh, so yeah, they... Uh, they have uh, they have that big fight. Uh, Ray and Vixen are eventually rescued. Uh, let me see here. I don't even remember what happened with the amulet. To be perfectly honest with you, uh, they just get it back, and Rex Taylor. Oh, he keep, he puts it in like a vault or something. Yeah, or... then he gets killed. Yeah, uh, by a reverse flash. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Commander. Yeah, Steve... you're going through. There's a shitload of stuff that happened this episode. I didn't even really think about it. There's actually so much that happened, and unfortunately, like I said, I don't have the one paragraph that really nails it down. For some reason, nobody's updated it. So I've been going off of the uh, the synopsis that comicbook.com wrote about it, but it is 33 paragraphs long. So uh, at the end of the day, uh, the dog tags reappeared. Everything's... Uh, I even think they mentioned... Yeah, Goldie gets to be mayor. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah and uh, Goldie Brown right and his name mm-hmm. yeah elect him for mayor everybody uh yeah Either so I'm gonna be mayor <laughs> <laughs> mayor yeah God damn I don't want much Back to the I don't Future like the sound now. of that well it makes sense it's Back to the Future day so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
Um, all right. So, what did you think of what did you think of this JSA episode and all of the million things that happened? In yeah, it? no, I liked it. I just man, it needed more Rory. He had like the best letter. Like, you guys are heroes. You're right. I'm a criminal. And she's an assassin. Yep. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess I am. Huh? With, with all the people in this episode, there was not enough. There was not enough room for uh, McRory banter, which is a shame. But yeah, well, they, they went all out on the him the, and Doctor Midnight fell to the way, or him and Obsidian. They were like hands down the coolest. Yes, <laughs> it made the whole damn sky turn night. Yes, um, although it felt like at least two of those members were just there to wear goggles and carry around shotguns. Well, Doctor Midnight did some stuff. Yeah, they. Uh... It's weird they didn't have him do surgery because <laughs> that's what he does at midnight. Uh, the uh, what was I going to say? They do you do you feel like they they really nailed the the Justice Society? Do they do a good job with who they picked to represent them in this? Yeah, I mean they they instance? picked some decent ones. I mean, just side. I mean that's like Jay Garrick, Flash. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just like Justice League. It, it's pretty interchangeable. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's funny. Well, you know, again, you know, with Jeff Johns kind of being in charge of DC now, like again, one of his first comic runs was JSA. Mm-hmm. So. Now the uh, I, I yeah, like- I mean, I I like Star Girl. I just I I think it's cool when they have her and when it when it stars and stripes. Yes. Because. He's just a big giant robot with her stepdad in it. It was pretty cool. Uh, we had to we had to suffer. <laughs> the red th- tornadoes also JSA. So we did have to suffer, unfortunately, through a really awful CGI monster. Oh, dude, that was terrible. Uh, the where was the King Shark money? <laughs> no, they weren't. They, I don't know if this show gets King Shark money. To be <laughs> honest with you. Uh, didn't they like yeah because they saved like for weeks to be able to do like that 15 second thing for King Shark oh but it was glorious oh it was awesome totally worth it it's great I mean it was I'm glad they blew all of their the the production budget on on a CGI shark wearing shorts but uh, <laughs> you know I'm I'm super happy about that but man I just oh it just didn't look good i no, i kind of wish it looked really bad i kind of wish i i kind of almost wish they just found a gigantic hulking dude and then just painted him up or something like the rock yeah 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 like the rock or the uh who's that guy in game of thrones the mountain if they got that dude he's like seven feet tall and like 500 pounds of muscle that dude would have been good put him in there uh i would i i would have believed it uh yeah so I don't know I, I like this episode a lot though that thing didn't really that doesn't really bug me uh, yeah I mean it's a TV show they all kind of get a pass like I like that I don't expect things that look really good I like what we're seeing of Reverse Flash like we we only see him in these these convoluted storylines with Barry like traveling through time and stuff but when he's not hanging out with Barry. He's hanging out with Nazis and trading, like trading super soldier serum for yeah, with Damian uh, Dark amulets with Damian Dark, and I kind of like that he has this like he like his main villainous job is hounding the Flash, but when he's not doing that, he's got like side jobs that he does. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing is he can fuck with everything. Yes. So in any way he does it, he's also he's always hurting Barry. Mm-hmm. No, I did. I. Uh... I dig it. Uh, I, there's really it's oh, weird okay. that they killed our man. I mean, I know he's not dead, but yeah. it's kind of strange. 
Okay, so here's a question I have for you uh, that I found interesting. Uh, during Flash, maybe it was even during this show, they showed a commercial for the returning animated Vixen series on CW Seed. Yes. Which appears to be taking place... Uh, didn't did, didn't Vixen Vix. appear in real life in an, on one of yes. these episodes? Yes. How is she a member of the JSA? Does she live a really long time? No, that is her mom. Okay. Did they did they it make is, mention it, of it's this? A, it's a like that what she wears that necklace mm-hmm. is passed down from generation to generation. Gotcha. Yeah. So did, did they never made mention of that. I don't think. No, it's kind of strange that they didn't like talk about. I guess because none of them know her. Yeah, I guess that makes her, sense. So. It would be it would be weird. Like, <laughs> it wasn't like, do I have a daughter who has my necklace in the time that you come from? Like, they yeah. didn't do a scene. Like yeah, that, they, they so. didn't. I don't think they needed to throw that in there because either you know it or you don't. Yeah. But like, for a dummy she's like not me, in the con- show, so who really right. gives a shit? Right. For a dummy like me, it was just confusing. Yeah, uh, I was like, but I I was pretty sure she showed up on a show. Was it the same actress as well? No, it was different. A different actress. Okay. Actress. Okay. I'm sorry, Gwen. I don't. No, I, I thought she, the same thing for a split second. I was like, oh no, no, it's not her. I think well, because she was on an episode of Arrow, right? Yeah, she was on an episode of Arrow, but the one who played her in live action voices her in the show, the right. animated show. Right. Did she show up last season? Was that yeah. the episode? That would be why I don't remember yeah. what she looks like. Yeah. Because a lot. Of she that has season... shorter hair, I. Th- think well no no she has long hair in real life but in the the animated show she has like a shorter haircut yeah like a pixie cut i guess okay which Uh, is that that's strange well oh and also we glossed over this as well but uh martin uh removes himself from the captaincy of the wave rider and hands it over to sarah lance who is now the new captain of the wave rider this is the third captain in as many episodes in two episodes we've had three captains i was kind of when they're like oh he lost the captain like no he lost two it's really strange <laughs> that they haven't mentioned captain cold at all that is weird uh maybe they're trying to you know well, i mean you know mick rory's thinking about him all the time but he's too mick rory to he's too, talk yeah, about he's it. too mick rory to well i just thought that like I kind of thought they were going to do that with Sarah when it's like, oh, you have a heart kind of thing. Mm. Whenever she's worried about uh, Steel or whatever his fucking name is, historian guy. She's worried about him yeah. dying because he's going to die. Oh, yeah, but then he they fill his body with super soldier serum and it heals him and... It apparently turns into Colossus next week. Yeah, he next week he turns into Colossus. Uh, we did get to see Mick Rory at his happiest in this episode as he was given permission to fry up some Nazis. <laughs> yeah, he was. Which he was very pleased with. Great diversion. I thought you... Finally, it would do something that makes sense or something like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want them to go back to the Old West and have him and Jonah Hex again. That was cool. He's a great man. Well, we are definitely going to get some Jonah Hex. Yeah. I'm guessing, based off of, uh, based off of episode titles, episode six. I believe is when we'll probably see Jonah Hex, uh, because that is called Outlaw Country. So awesome. that sounds like we'll we'll get more for sure. Maybe that's uh, where they're gonna find Rip Hunter. Probably. That's where they found him before. Yeah, makes sense. That's where he would have gone. Uh, so what would you give this episode, Glenn? Before we head on out of here, 
Oh, let's see. I gave Arrow three and a half. Yes. And I, I think it might have been my favorite show this week. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give this a three and a half. Oh, wow. So they're they're tied, but who are you giving the edge to? I might give Arrow the edge. I don't I just... I don't know if... Again, the expect, the bar is so low. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I like actually really enjoyed a lot of moments in it just speaks volumes. Whereas this one, it was good, but there's other really good episodes, I would say, all of the first season. Yeah, I was going to say, so far, this has been a really good episode by virtue of the fact that it hasn't been anything from last season. Yeah. Uh, they've, they've just been doing by-the-numbers Arrow stuff. And it's been resulting in competently put together episodes that are not great, but are also not horrible. Uh, they are usually pretty good and have sometimes have really good moments in them. Uh, yeah, uh, I gave Legends three and a half as well. Uh, nothing has really come up yet. Uh, we're only two episodes in, obviously, so we got some time. Um, I don't feel like I'm holding myself back, though, from giving it higher scores. I really honestly think this is like uh, three and a half level. Uh, they, Yeah, no, it was fine. It did, was it did, was a filler episode. There was a lot of good. I got interested in a lot of the JSA members, but obviously the show's only 44 minutes or whatever it is, and I feel like we didn't get to spend any time with any of them, so I didn't really get to know who any of them really yeah, were. Yeah, I would have liked more Jefferson hit on Stargirl. I, yeah, I still don't remember. I still don't know most of their names. I know there's Rex Tyler. I know there's Commander Steel. I know there's Vixen. And I Stargirl, know... Obsidian, Doctor Midnight. Okay, who who is which one is Doctor Midnight? Black guy. Okay, that seems kind of racist. Are they calling <laughs> him Doctor Midnight because he's black? No, like he gets powers from darkness and the moon. Not the moon. He's not okay. Moon Knight. He's not he's not dumb or lame. And lame. Obsidian would be the the hooded figure who, whose whose face was obscured. Yeah. So what does he do? He seemed to be like very superhero-y. Power. Yeah, he's like magical. Yeah, yeah. Didn't you say Our Man was in there as well? Well, Our Man is Or is that another Tyler. name for That's Tyler. That's his other name. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, Rex Tyler is Our Man. He did not appear to have any abilities that I could see. Well, he's how they boom tube their way to JSA or whenever they were in the, right, right, the right. brawl in Paris. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I did not get to spend nearly enough time. I, I kind of almost want to watch a JSA television show. Yeah, it'd be cool. It'd be way cooler than Arrow. <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> uh, just to kind of get to know these characters a little bit more because I, I did get interested and I think the costuming was all really cool. I like the looks of all of these people, and I was interested, but they obviously couldn't spend a lot of time on them because this is about Legends of Tomorrow and not the Justice Society. Yeah. So they spent more time with dealing with their stuff, which is fine, but uh, I felt like I was kind of teased a little yeah, bit. Yeah, this episode was very much so like, wow, I, I really do need Rip Hunter in this show. It was weird because yes. I don't... I mean, he was the main character. Well, we, you know, we've talked about, we all said that pretty much the the whole first season felt like it was Captain Cold's story arc. But, yes. um, yeah, he's kind of like a glue guy. Yeah, he does Makes hold everybody together. because he's the captain. But, yes. you know, like, Rory's going to be my favorite. But, again, like, the show doesn't work if you don't have Hunter, I guess, is kind of yeah, the so thing. Hopefully he's not gone for too much longer. Yeah. Because, uh... He, did he show up in the casting? In the cast? I didn't... I didn't wasn't paying attention whenever I first turned it on. In the list for like the in the mm-hmm. episode, because yeah. he should be second 
tier. I think he's the second listed one. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they're putting him in these episodes because he's not appearing in them. So I don't know if his name would still be in the credits if he's not in the episodes. But you know, I mean, I presume he's going to be here for most of the season. That he'll show up in a couple of episodes and things will move on from there. I, you know, what? I'm glad that they didn't immediately. I'm glad that it is taking time. Yeah. I mean, you do you do want to take a little bit of time, but you know you don't want this to be like a whole season arc. No, no, no. Because I'm, by the end well, of you don't need to have everything right. tied up in one episode like Flashpoint. Sure. Like, I would like to live in that world a, a bit longer. I, yeah, I, I even though I, if I hate it now, overall it's better that they are withholding him. Right. I mean, I feel like if you have to wait until the end of the season to put Rip Hunter back on the team. To me, by that time, the team the would have come together. The dynamics have changed. Right, the dynamics have changed, and the team would have come together at such a point that they don't necessarily need him on the team anymore. So, yeah, yeah I feel like the team has to be, like, falling apart, and then they then they come across him, and then things get glued back together. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, if a couple episodes, you know, if he sh- like you said, six. Mm-hmm. So if he shows up and outlaws, like, the mid-season break or whatever, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and and it might be because episode seven is TB. It's to be announced. There's a to be announced title, but it is being that one is being written by Greg Berlanti, and he oh. only only usually does the big ones, the premiere and the yeah. the finale, and he's doing this episode seven. So that might be the mid season return episode or something. Oh, you know what? That's probably the crossover. Oh, it might be. It's scheduled for December first. Yeah, that might be their first crossover for every fucking show (laughs) uh you know what i think you're right because november 30th episode of arrow is story by greg berlanti and his tba and the same thing for flash what about supergirl uh i don't have the supergirl stuff pulled up but it sounds like that's what it's going to be yeah that'll probably be it then end of november early december um and we're probably gonna have to figure out how we're gonna do this i'm gonna have to tell jacqueline jillian and aurora that they're gonna have to watch all four of these television shows <laughs> just like and we have to i feel like we'll do i here's what i feel like we're gonna do i feel like we're gonna do uh great escapes and we're gonna do supergirl and flash and mm-hmm. then they'll come over and do flashing arrow where we do arrow and legends yeah uh, that works out to cap it all off i think we'll do two on each Unfortunately, we give them our best show. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, Legends Legends can be the best show at times. No, no, it can't be. It, and it, Legends it's... will be the finale of the whole thing, so maybe yeah. it'll be the best. Probably uh, will be. <laughs> well, So we'll find out. Uh, anyway, uh, before we take off, uh, check out all of the other shows, all of the shows in the archive for Flashing Arrow at cinemageekly.com, and all of the other shows we have available as well. And, of course, the show is available on iTunes and Google Play Music. Just search for Flashing Arrow and subscribe. All right, Glenn and I will return next week to talk three more DC CW shows. It's season three, episode four of The Flash, called The New Rogues. Season five, episode four of Arrow, called Penance. And season two, episode three of The Legends of Tomorrow, called Shogun. <laughs>